Welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I am Jayhawk. We've got the full panel here. We've got Jay Gold. Hello. We have Marky. Hi. And we have Charlie Butter. Yo. All right. How can everybody week? Oh, it's been it's been uneventful. Um, but I will say I, I don't know how many of you saw it. I think I mentioned in our in our other Discord, but I did see the menu this weekend, and I am I was I was very much pleasantly surprised with that movie and i'm going with that could be my favorite movie of 22 because i know it came out last year i really liked it it was awesome i've been telling people because i go to a dinner club tomorrow night i actually have a, a a night with a dinner club um and it feels just like that it's very bizarre i you know maybe at my dinner club the chef's gonna murder me who knows but um yes i really did enjoy that movie i thought it was awesome that's actually on my short list of things to watch so i'm glad to hear it Somebody gave it a good review. I don't know anybody else that saw it. Highly recommend. It's, Same, it's so this, strange. Yeah, this is Mark. the first I'm hearing of it, actually. Oh, it's so strange. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just such a dark. It goes to such a seriously dark place. And uh, sometimes you need that. That's what I think. Um, and uh, and I, I really it kind of like stuck with me. I really liked how how just bleak and dark it was um, through a lot of the movies. So um, if anybody gives a shit about my movie reviews, <laughs> I'm going to say it was, it was pretty awesome. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of old wrestling and a little too much football. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, I'm going to ask you guys, do you follow, there's a, there's a, a is it a eighties WWE page? They've been doing um, every year's entire Royal rumble from one to 30 on Twitter. And I've, showing I've the clip, every introduction. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. What a great idea. What a fun way to spend the day watching, you know, for like a good two and a half minutes, seeing everybody's uh, uh, intros from the last 25, 30 years. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Sometimes Twitter can be a good place. And most of the time it's junk. But uh, this time with that, with that thing. And then also, what was it? The, uh, uh, the anniversary. It, there's, there's a million of these anniversaries this week of all sorts of shit going on. Um, but that that one Royal Rumble uh, uh, thread has been has been like a, a pretty good part of the week. Yeah, the and my was- favorite thing on Twitter lately has been uh, Bahu FMW has been doing like uh, he's been reading Tajiri's book and he'll like post snippets from like uh, his time in WWE, which is really interesting. He did the same thing with like the Sakushi. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. thing like last month. And it was really cool um or a couple months ago so i've been those have been really fun um the whole thing about his uh about hakushi's uh diary yeah yeah his, his yeah, diary while was, he was in wwf was really cool and incredible then, it was just it was just as bleak for them back then as it is now right <laughs> and then uh it, then like on tiktok they've been people have been posting like really cool rumble moments like uh today i watched uh, from the humble like Lesnar, like his run going through everybody until like Keith Lee and Braun Strowman and them came in. So uh, that was today was also the oh, sorry to interrupt butters. Today was also that that anniversary of Brock versus Cena. Um, I don't know which main event, what what year it was. It might have been 2016 where Brock jumps off of the, the stairs that are already in the ring. Yeah. And see, he goes Cena goes to take a bump on the outside and Brock goes over the top right onto his body just no bump just falls flat on his body that was an amazing scene that guy he i mean somebody uh one of the the responses was that's what it, that's just he's just a real wrestler and brock really <laughs> is that's i mean that's just incredible that dude is just made of stone and he uh that that's a great visual 
Also, the 30th anniversary of Todd Pettengill WWF debut on WWF Mania. I call that on Twitter today. <laughs> oh. um, uh, it's amazing how many people have come through this, this company. So many people. Todd Pettengill, my God. Uh, Scott and Todd has been like one of the most popular, was one of the most popular shows throughout the 90s and 2000s in New York. I don't know if you guys got it syndicated by you. No. Marcy, no, do you remember you, Scott and you, Todd? The worst. The worst. <laughs> Literally the yeah. worst. Scott Shannon and Todd Pettengill could have been the worst, hackiest garbage ever. And that and that Scott uh, Todd Pettengill made a a ton of money, a boatload of money in New York in the New York market. Yeah, I, 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 I won't belabor the point here. We got a lot to get into, but uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, Todd Pettengill was on Sean Mooney podcast, and he was telling the story about his try an outing tryout, and it was actually really interesting. Another guy, Sean Mooney, another guy who came through W like ridiculous amounts of, of money made in like in broadcasting throughout their life after they passed through WWF. So since I've been back, I gave Marcy a job uh, as our resident game uh, player and reviewer. She had to play and review a quote unquote game that came out this week. Uh, Marcy, why don't you tell us about that? I would say we're calling this a game. I mean, I, you, you tell us, you tell us what's going on. That, that's how that's how it's being referred to by people involved with the project. I guess we have to call it that. But yeah, yeah, I now not to knock anyone that does individual novels. I've dabbled a couple few. But if you're going to make a visual novel, it should probably be more than like, uh, I don't know, five minutes. Careful, you don't want to get blocked. Be careful. Yeah. And probably not a blatant <laughs> rip off a ghost in the shell. But um, so, yeah, you're it's supposed to be like a romance visual novel, or at least that's what it's framed as. And for who? Fill me. Wait, fill us in first. We didn't say who it was. Oh, did we not? Oh, no. it's the kid. No. Ban- it's the kid bandit. Um, okay, I'm trying to find the name of it. Memories is the name of it. <laughs> As Very if memorable. You, if you go to the the page, there's a little anime waifu. I was just misadvertised for this whole game. I'm very upset. <laughs> what was the false advertising they promised you there, Mars? That it would be an ex- something. <laughs> <laughs> There would be something. So I, I think, expected an immersive experience, and it was not something that's more than three minutes. That's you a very low up, bar. You summed it up very well with the screenshot that said, "Yeah, that was uh, cringe, wasn't it?" Uh, so I think that that's that's the review right there. <laughs> so, so what is Kid Bandit trying to do now? What what are they honestly? What are they trying to do? What what is the end game here? Is it still wrestling, or is it some sort of um, move on into some other form of media. I'm not understanding what this, like what this is supposed to be. Is it a transformation project within wrestling or is it a transformation project within, you know, whatever media they want to get into? I think a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Honestly, okay. that's kind of where I, I think as well. I, I, I've worked with kid bandit. I like kid bandit as a human being, but I, I have no idea what the end game is with what's been going on lately. I, I really don't. It was very strange. It was poorly laid out. I think you need to have more followers than you do to do some sort of uh, uh, data matrix looking uh, teasers for a week or however long they did it. So um, I was very confused and I am still confused. And Kid Bandit went on sort of a blocking spree on others and it is what it is, but I'm not sure what the end game is there. Very strange. I, I feel like if I, I feel like if Kid Bandit I, would have come out and had the quick a work in progress and it, and it's like a first draft, it's, it would have been okay. But it, being passed off at the finished project, and I looked, I I actually took a look at it too and went, I've seen better crap just on like Android. 
that does the exact same thing. It's a lot more detail. I can't believe I got pulled away from Final Fantasy VII Remake for this. <laughs> I, I apologize, Farsi. That's that's my fault. Oh, like I I need to find this. It's like I said in our Discord. I'm playing a better RPG. This wasn't even. I expected this to be an RPG because it was you made an RPG maker. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared. Let's uh, let's go to what's on this uh, weekend real quick, and then uh, well, let's get our guest in here and uh, talk to Sam Hardway Holloway. Okay. Well, fight has nothing listed on the schedule aside from uh, pay per view type of stuff. I don't know. Go. I assume there's stuff on play plus this weekend, but nothing being advertised. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it's the easiest be- UI. I mean, IWTV got kind of a light week as well. I'm just going to hit a couple of highlights, uh, but. Uh, Chicago Style Wrestling season premiere on Friday at 7.30. Echo F Wrestling Friday at 8 o'clock Pacific time with good vibration. Steve Mick against Kikio in the main event for the Echo F Pro Wrestling Championship on that card. Then on Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern, we've got Remarkable Wrestling. Sky is the limit. Gabriel Sky defending the Remarkable Wrestling Championship against Ken Broadway in the main event. Miracle Generation is on the card. Ken Broadway, I saw him at at, at, uh, Expect the Unexpected. Looks like a million bucks. Needs to work on a few things, but has a great look. Yeah, he he was coming up uh, in 2019 and everything, and it seems like the yeah. pandemic really slowed whatever that was. And I, I haven't I haven't really seen seen or heard from him since. Yeah, he uh, won a scramble at, at, so. at ex- Yeah, he he won a scramble at Expect the Unexpected, and uh, and he looked great. He just his look is awesome. His tights are are fresh. Like he just looks great. Um, but. Um, I honestly, I think you're right. I've lost track of him. I think after 2019 or so, I remember seeing him somewhere in the Midwest for a while. And then I lost him. I thought he was at UXWA. And, and then on Saturday, freelance wrestling presents any given Saturday at eight o'clock central, nine o'clock Eastern Terry Morton, defending the NWA junior heavyweight championship against GPA, the bang broke against locked and loaded for the freelance tag team championship. And in the main event, I cannot believe the thing in 2023, Robert Anthony defending the freelance world championship against Ricky Morton. They're just going to keep putting him out there, huh? They're just going to, they're going to, they're going to hold him up like weekend at Bernie's till he falls apart. That's going to be the end of old Ricky Morton. All the tape and string is going to fall apart. He's going to mush into the middle of the ring. Is this going to be like another wrestler situation? It seems like it doesn't. And he's starting to look very much like Randy the Ram. I mean, if anybody looks like Randy the Ram, it is old Ricky Morton. If I can say about Ricky Morton now, I, I question putting him in a main event in 2023, putting Ricky Morton on the card. He can have a 10 minute match and it's going to be two minutes of quote unquote wrestling and eight minutes of crowd work and the crowd's going to, and the crowd's going to go away. Happy. Uh, You're going to get what you're going to get out of Ricky Morton at this point. The crowd will be fine with it. Does the crowd know what they're going to get, what they're going to expect with it? It's going to be all right. The match match is not going to, the match is not going to be good. I wouldn't put it on last, but I'm also not the booker. No. (laughs) Ricky Morton's still going on last getting that main event bump. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Ricky Morton at the uh, Super 8 last year. The match was 10 minutes and like eight minutes of it can work in the crowd. So it was so wearing the, uh, the the bandanas and the uh, and the uh, uh, tassel boots. Go for it. Got to be young somehow. Yeah. But, I mean, Ricky Morton is basically like the tracking mother of today. And you're, you're, you're going to get what you're going to get out of him at this point. Well, at least you get a night drinking if Tracy's mother's is in your town. You know, I don't know if you still get the same night drinking with old Ricky Morton. All right. Well, uh, let's get Sam on the line and uh, start this interview. Let's bring that big fella in here. All right. I'm admitting him. Here he comes. Sam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. 
Uh, good to have it's good to have you here. We've all become fans of you over the over the few months you've been working here. Sweet. All right, Jayhawk, you want to jump in and uh, let's uh, let's do this little interview. All right. Well, I mean, I, I normally don't like to do the cliche question, but it could basically your first interview. I'm going to throw a couple of them in here. Uh, so I, I guess my first question is going to be the standard. What made you interested in wrestling? Um, what made me interested in wrestling was, was I, I was always a fan growing up. And then once I got to my early teenage years, um, I kind of drifted away from it. But once my junior and senior year of high school, while playing sports and everything, I really got back into it. And um, I graduated high school, went to go play college football. And then about a weekend, I knew that's not what I wanted to do. So I dropped out of college and then joined the AIW Academy a couple months after. So you... Sorry to jump you, Jay. I'll no, no, go Jay, Jay, no, Jay, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Sam, I wanted to I wanted to kind of get into that. So it seems like a lot of a lot of guys, especially younger guys nowadays, are, are starting out. You're playing what football in college and high school. You're yep. playing what all the contact sports. Now, you're yep. a pretty big dude. So you go to college. Where'd you go to? Where did you start your college career? I started my college career at Ashland University right outside. Okay. Five minutes from Akron. So what made you want to go there? What was the reason to go to that school? Uh, free school. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the schools, yeah. uh, they had a good history of winning and free school. So that was the goal for me and my mom was um, to go to school for free. Excellent. I can't knock that. So you're, you're, you're a young guy. You go to, you're going to college, you're playing contact sports. Um, wrestling is different. So you would say when, when we were younger, we were watching, you know, uh, 80s, 90s wrestling. Uh, nobody was able to get into the business. It was really hard to get into the schools. Um, they took a lot of guys. No one knows how a lot of guys got into the business, where they came from. We knew guys played kind of college football, pro football. Where did you decide? What did you see? Because you said, I went to the AIW school. What did you decide? What did you see to get you to the AIW school to train with those guys? Because there are a million schools and you're a huge dude. So let's be honest. You have, you know, I, I like to call you baby Mike Awesome. I think. <laughs> You know, I'd love to know what what about AIW? Why that school and what drove you to that place? I know it's location wise, you're living in Ohio, but what about that school specifically brought you into there? So it really all just came out about a Google search. So AIW Academy was not the first school or place I visited. I actually visited one or two other areas. I went and did a try out there and it just wasn't a fit. And um, I'd always look at AIW's website. And I was like, I got to make it there. So I reached out to Dom and then um, Dom gave me all the info and then COVID hit. So I didn't know what to do. Everything was closed. So once everything started reopening back up, I kind of just showed up unannounced and they let me in with open arms. So. Okay. Now you, you did mention playing, play, playing football as well. Uh, Gordon Coley used to say that in, in an average hour of an average hour football game, there's about 14 minutes of actual contact, actual gameplay. Right. So, I mean, how do, how do you compare the contact in football to the contact in wrestling? Uh, it's completely different, to be honest with you. Um, with football, I mean, you have the pads on, and it's it's three, second, three to five seconds of contact per play, while in wrestling, it's eight to 20 minutes of pure contact, no protection. So, um yeah, wrestling def- definitely doesn't get a rap of how physical it is. So um, as both sports are physical, um, I really think of anything I've ever played, nothing compares to pro wrestling. Now, did you do any amateur wrestling before you had to start training? No, I was actually a basketball player in high school. And I grew up playing basketball. I never really tried amateur wrestling ever. 
right, I'm going to act. I want to ask this question then: Why the transition from basketball to football to begin with? Uh, that's what my mom signed me up for when I was five years old. So just enough <laughs> with it. <laughs> so it, so you go to you go to the AIW school nowadays. You can just Google it, which is is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did they say to you? So you know there are guys. You could ask guys now. Who do you emulate yourself after? Who did you watch? Whatever. But what did you get when you walked in the door from Derek, from Dom, from Thorne? What did they say to you? And what were you, what was in your mind how you were going to play your character off? What did you want to do? I mean, you might not have had any idea. You might have said, I went in there green. I had no idea. But did you have a general idea or a general knowledge? Because nowadays, as you know, everybody has some idea of what wrestling is. Did you say to yourself, I'm going to go in there. I want to be, I'm going to, I said to Dom, I want to be a giant or I want to do this. What did you say? Or what was in your mind for when you were starting off? What did you want to do? So, um, once I walked into the AIW school, um, I kind of knew exactly what the first day was like prior to having other first days at other pro wrestling schools. Um, but what was best walking into AIW is that they treated me like everyone else. They didn't care about how big I was. They were just like, they just treated me as every other student, which at other schools, they all were all freaking out because how big I was. And that's what really guided me towards choosing the AIW academies because I knew that they were very real and they were just serious of um, how they train their students. And um, character-wise and everything, I was just happy to be doing what I want because with being in college football, in my heart, that's never really what I wanted to do. So I was just very happy to be there. So I really had no thoughts other than just, I'm ready to work. Well, I mean, you picked it up pretty quickly. Um, Honestly, watching you in person, you have a very, you have a very good knack for what you're doing in there. Um, and I, I've, I've never got a chance to ask anybody this question as far as newer talent and newer, newer uh, students. Why, why did you pick it up so fast? What translates from what you were doing in your life before that all of a sudden you can throw a working punch. You can, you can jump over the top rope without thinking, you know what I mean? Like what, what in your head were you like, yeah, I can, what, what's, what clicked? How did you get it? How'd you pick it up? Um, one is definitely pro wrestling with my brother when I was young on the trampoline and just always doing that as a kid. And then um, with sports in high school and everything, especially with basketball, you learn body control really well. So in towards of just movement in the ring, um, that really helps a lot. And then again, it's just a lot of practice and a lot of training, even when you're not at the facility training at home. And um just really fighting towards what you want to do. That's great. Okay. Mars? Now, oh, Jay, oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, I know. I know. I want to get. I want to get Mark in on this too. Here, I, we, I don't want to take all the time, but uh, just the fact: basketball, a team sport; football, a team sport; wrestling. You've got the cooperation with your opponent, but it's not really a team sport necessarily. I mean, how? Yeah. How did that transition? Yeah, so that actually was very difficult for me is to realizing what a individual sport is. So um, I had troubles in training growing, uh, starting out is um, not giving enough trust towards my opponent. So example, if someone were to body slam me or I would give them a body slam, it would be it wouldn't look it would look too fake where it would just be too slow. So Dom and Derek really helped me a lot with realizing I can control what I control and I can't control what others can. Okay, Mark, you feel free to jump in here. 
I was going to say, you mentioned how basketball helped you with your body control. Was there anything outside of wrestling that you help feel like helped influence you or helped you help you maybe adjust a lot easier? Adjust? Um, definitely uh, weight, weightlifting, training, um, picking up people. I mean, it's the same thing as lifting weights, except the weights don't move. So um, working out every day um, definitely helped with the lifting aspect of wrestling. So if I, I have a question for you that's that's not as back to your roots, um, it's a little bit more closer to now your debut. Let's talk about Fresh Meat. Let's talk about your, your debut at the Odeon. Um, tell yeah, me about... That's, that's a big, tall order to, to step in there for the first time against the champ, yeah. Josh Bishop. Uh, what were your nerves like going into that? Was it... Uh, they... Um, so, so prior to the match, I was feeling really good, but once my awful debut music hit um that what is it by the way what was your debut music hard way by i don't even remember who it is, but it's, <laughs> it's not good that was that was actually the first thing that uh thorne said to me when i walked back in the curtain he's like yeah we need to get you theme music new theme music and that's like totally agree but um yeah walking out there i was feeling good and i mean i was just confident and then once i got into the ring and you could probably watch this on the playback but I was going up to the ropes to just throw my har- arms up because I didn't know what to do. And then I misstepped on the ropes. Yeah. I, and um, go ahead. I was sitting up on the um, the stage when I was watching everybody come in. And I noticed that I was like, I, I, I chalked it up to nerves because, you know, that's that's got to be nerve wracking. Like I could only imagine like your debut match, like in your in the main event of the show. And like a lot of that. But I was like, I instantly like just your size and just like you could tell you're very athletic. And yeah. I was like, once once you get some like certainty under you, I was like, he's gonna be something to watch. Right. And uh, you you've you've proven that already in the short time that you've been around. So I, I just that. was Thank very you. curious. Like, was it nerves coming out there? Because like, yeah, you. It was like, oh man, like you just there's a couple little missteps, and I was like, oh no. What's yeah. the what's yeah? What's the Odeon experience, Sam? Tell us from a rookie standpoint, and because we're fans, we we were in there a million times. What is your give us your your rundown of what the Odeon is and how it felt when you got through those, get those, the curtains the first time. It's definitely something that I never experienced before, especially walking into the curtain and then just having a bunch of stage stage lights just right on you. Um, it gets hot. I, I was sweating on my entrance because of the stage lights. So um, it was extremely overwhelming at first because I mean, I've never got up on a stage and performed or anything. So um, it was a lot, but yeah, my, my nerves and everything were good until that misstep, and then everything came down like tumbling bricks by the time the bell rang. <laughs> how, how soon did you know that you were going against Bishop? How soon did Thorne tell you? How many weeks in advance? I want to say he told us mid-July. So I had about six-ish, four to six weeks, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, gave you plenty of time to think about it, huh? Right, but um, we, didn't, we didn't go over the match or anything until two hours prior. I mean, we, just, we always knew, and we don't mean – me and Josh would always message each other, but we didn't really go over the match till the day of. Okay. So the match is done. You get finished with your, your match. And I remember watching that show and and texting with butters and Jayhawk and Marcy about it. Um, Tell me about how you felt when you left the ring and for the first, because I I am fascinated. You're so young. You just got in. We talked to, you know, the guys from members only a lot. We knew about their, you know, their debuts. They did their pod Van Dam interviews. Everybody knows them. Tell me about what happened. You get done with the match. You get through the curtain. What happened? 
Um, I was actually um, very unhappy with the match. Um, so very wow. early in the match, um, I took a spill on the outside and I actually cracked about three or four ribs. Ooh. So the match wasn't what I wanted it to be uh, due to my ribs breaking and I was just gassed. So um, it wasn't it wasn't what I was imagining in my head, which probably goes for a lot of people. But overall, I was unhappy. But after talking to Dom and everything, they're like it was a very decent debut with a lot of things to work on. So mm-hmm. when I after I debuted, I was just ready for my next match to do better. Now, you got yeah, a chance to have a couple sorry. of matches at the North Canton Street Festival before that. Do you, do you think that might have helped you at least with your confidence going into the match? You had you had worked in front of a crowd, even though what can next year your official debut? Absolutely. And um, with working the Main Street Festival, um, I didn't really have a lot of nerves because I didn't know I was wrestling until about 10 minutes beforehand. So I didn't really have time to even think about it. I kind of just went <laughs> out there. So I didn't really have many nerves on that day. Would you would you prefer to not know and jump in like that or or know in advance and have like that like daunting like it's coming up it's coming up type feel? See now I enjoy that feeling because I'm more confident now so I always I do love the feeling of the preparation before getting out there. But I am cool with either one. So when you when you were in high school and you started uh, getting back into wrestling, what got you back into wrestling? What, you know, who who are you watching? Who it was- it was the Hardy boys returning at WrestleMania. Okay. okay. Jeff Hardy growing up as a kid. That was my guy. So how yeah. he left WWE oh, was your guy. That's yes. Jeff Hardy was your guy. If you're yeah. size, that's growing the guy up as a kid. To. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, so growing up, I was always one of the shorter kids until I hit like my sophomore year of high school. I grew about six or seven inches. So wow. yeah, Jeff Hardy was always my guy as growing up as a kid. But them returning at WrestleMania is what got me back into wrestling. And then I found that the Hardys were working on Impact or TNA. And then I rewatched everything they did there as well. It's all like the broken universe type stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love that stuff. So are you a TNA guy or are you an, an ECW guy? Because, you know, AIW, I know you're so young. You have no idea the real ECW. But I know, I know for a fact, if you're hanging out with Derek and with Dom and with Thorne ever, the old ECW has to come up. You see Fonzie all the time. Are you a TNA guy now? Impact TNA? Are you? Are or do you? Do you think sometimes about maybe your style being more towards the old ECW? I definitely say um, after hanging out with all the people you just named, uh, ECW, and then also early Ring of Honor days is what I find myself studying the most. So that is one of Marcy's favorites, old mm-hmm. Ring of Honor days. The best. Yeah. Who, who in Ring so, of Honor, uh, who in the early Ring of Honor do you like watching? Who who's who inspires you in that? So Dom set me up with Hiroshima, correct? Is that how you pronounce his name, correct? Hiroshima? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Dom had me study him, and then I found myself watching endless hours of his matches. Okay, yeah, he's he's good. Um, yeah, we've, we've taken to, uh, after your, your over-the-top rope dive, taken to... Like very much comparing you to Mike Awesome and like all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like getting compared to him? Um, do you feel like there's a, a pressure to do anything like that he does, or do you feel like you're just going to do your own thing and like people can compare you, whatever you don't really care? So the story with the comparisons to Mike Mike Awesome is I actually didn't even know who that was until I saw someone mention on Twitter. So I immediately started studying. 
And I not the fat chick magnet, Mike Awesome. The Mike Awesome <laughs> from ECW, yes. not the WCW Gladiator, right. FMW. Right, the Tanaka Mike Awesome. That yeah. Mike Awesome yeah. we're looking at. Yeah, yes. we gotta find um, you your Tanaka, and I feel like it's it's off to the races. But yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So after watching uh, his matches, I did notice that we do have a lot. Of, I do have a lot of similarities with him, and um, I think it's very cool that there's someone that I can compare myself to but at the same time i just want to do my own thing create mm-hmm. my own work so, so who do you sorry go ahead butters i'm gonna say like so where the hard way uh nickname come from where where did that kind of spawn from in training um so i came with dom with i'd say 10 different ideas and then i came into training one day and dom said thorn says your name sam hardway holloway and then figure it out so that's I was like, okay, whatever, whatever the boss wants. So, <laughs> so that transitioned into you uh, using your hands to destroy a watermelon that did nothing to you in your debut video. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Correct. <laughs> that was actually awesome. It was. That it was. was awesome. that, that, <laughs> I, yours was the first video I saw of like that the students were putting out videos, and I was like, oh shit! And then I saw you do that, and I was like, okay, this dude's like massive he's impressive like he's strong i was like this is going to be very interesting what what gave you that what gave you that idea i mean i'm I'm assuming you didn't you you're not a historian like i am you weren't watching like ed stringer lewis freaking basketball with a headlock or something (laughs) where'd you come up with that idea um it was actually just me and dom just spitting stuff and trading and then um he pulled up a video of bobby lashley doing it and he's like can you break a watermelon i'm like well no until i try so it's just what happened that video was the first time I tried it. So it worked nice. out. <laughs> so let me ask you, who do you now? Uh, Cause I always talk to, uh, to coach a lot. He tells me about who his car is and such. Um, when he was first starting out, he used to tell me about all the guys he traveled with. What's your, uh, from Derek. And I talked to Derek recently and, and I wanted to talk to him about you because you know, him being your, your instructor and whatnot. I hear you're going on a road trip on Friday to Pittsburgh to yes. wrestle at rise. Yeah. So yes. tell me about who your who are your car traveling buddies? Who are your, um, your, your, um, who's your crew as far as the, the guys that you want to travel the road with right now? So, um, I'd say my main two people that are always in the car with me is Shaw, Shaw Mason. And then, um, a student named Nick, who's also always in the car with us, who should be hopefully de- debuting soon. I have no idea, but he's, he's awesome. And then, um, yeah, it's mainly us two, and then we usually just follow members only and Derek wherever we go. Right. How did that uh, how did that rise booking come about? Um, uh, I just was free a weekend, and I told him, hey, I'd ho- I'll drive a car full of people, and then we all went, and then um, we went and did the sumi, uh, the not the what is the word the I don't want to call it a meeting either seminar 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 okay they the promoters at rise saw me during the seminar and they're like hey do you want to have a match tonight and i brought my stuff and i said absolutely so that's how my rise debut came about so that really is a the thing they tell you to bring your gear wherever you go and oh, someone's like you want to have a match yeah okay. my gear stays in my car yeah, yeah that's one of, the, one of the first things they teach you always bring your gear if you go to a show why I, even though i don't i've never worked on an aiw show in my life my gear is always with me when i go to an aiw show just in case you never know right I'd like to ask Sam what he would do to you should you screw up refing a match that he is in. Oh, I'd you be being dead. a Hall of Famer and all. Chokeslam. Exactly. Chokeslam. Sorry. Chokeslam. Yeah. Just, just chokeslam. chokeslam the ref. <laughs> Sounds about right. 
<laughs> if I can give you one peek of advice, Cam, when you get a chance to ride in a car with a veteran, listen to everything they tell you, soak up all that knowledge. That's the, honestly the best way to learn besides being in the ring. Absolutely. Uh, Marcy, so, you got anything else? Um, I was just kind of curious so far because you're still early in your career. Who do you think has been the biggest influence on you so far? Oh, um, influence wise, I'd have to say Derek and Dom. I mean, they're always my go tos for any questions that I have. So um always getting advice from the from them every Tuesday and Thursday, and especially after every match is very huge for me. So definitely those two. Two of my favorite people, so that works out. So we love Derek and Dom on this show. They are absolutely they are always our number one picks for everything Dom, that goes through. Dom is somebody that like over the last like three years, like when I have questions about stuff, like, you know, he's somebody I can go and talk to about stuff. And he's like, you know, he's not going to give me a line of bullshit. He'll tell me the truth about things. And like, I really respect him for that. And I think that that's, that's, that's why he's such a good trainer as well. Is yeah. that he's very straightforward him and Derek both. So they don't, they don't beat around the bush. I mean, if, they, if you suck, they're going to tell you. So aside from wrestling, uh, what else do you like to do? Like, do you, you play video games? Are you into movies? Like what, what, when you're relaxing, what do you like to do when you're not uh, destroying people in the ring? Uh, definitely video games where actually I'm doing my interview inside my video game desk with my PlayStation five and everything. So um, yeah, when I'm not doing anything, I'm usually just playing call of duty, 2k Madden, star Wars, whatever it is. Okay. And I'm a big Madden is still a thing. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> We were yeah, having no, a discussion no. at work today about like all the different controls for like what Madden is now. Cause my boss is telling me like, he thought he was going to whoop his kid and then his kid whooped him like 40 to three. Really? It's like <laughs> he said that like, he used to be able to like run and like do the turbo and everything. And now it's not like that. He kept doing spin moves and getting tackled and stuff. So yeah, that's funny because ever, I mean, I've been playing Madden forever and I feel like the controls have never changed for now. Now, Sam, let me ask you, I didn't, I didn't get a chance while we were going over your background. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have an older brother who's in the Air Force, and then I have also a younger sister who is currently in med school to be a nurse. Now, what do the what do the uh, uh, more responsible siblings say about you doing your your wrestling on the weekends? <laughs> uh, they both absolutely love it because they would sit there and watch wrestling with me as a kid. So it's it's got to be surreal for them, right? Yeah, they They're, they think it's they... awesome. Yeah. And it was really cool because uh, at the past Akron show, that was my brother was in town for the holiday, so he got to see me wrestle. So it was really nice, cool. and you won. So that's that's right. even better. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. How yeah. did that feel, by the way? Because that was some match. Yeah. Sorry, Mars. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, for you, does it, like having family kind of make you more nervous, or does that kind of calm you a bit? More nervous because if I, I look feel that. I will never hear the end of it because with my family is also very straightforward and we love to bully each other. So if you suck, you're never going to hear the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, so does your mom give you trouble when you're, when she comes, when she came to your first match, what'd your mom say after the first match? Um, so she's always nervous. She loves that I'm doing it, but she'll see like a Derek match and she goes, please never do like that. <laughs> you know, it's coming, she's a mom. right? She's a mom. She's <laughs> going to do that. Yeah. That's, right. She yeah, has that's... to know it's coming though. Right. If you're getting trained under the guy who does it, it's got to right. come eventually. Right. I told her in my, I was, I was like, I just let you know beforehand not to come to the show. If anything ever happens, if I watch <laughs> it. I will I'll call you after it's done to tell you I'm all right. Uh, right. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be rough. Right. But you have yeah. a really good medical staff there. Um, Shout Absolutely. out to them. Like I always see them in the crowd. Like as soon as somebody's starts bleeding, they get up and they're like ready to go through the door as soon as the match is done. So yeah, they're great. He, they're awesome. 
But you see Derek every Tuesday and Thursday. Has he has he stopped bleeding yet? Because I since I've seen him back in I think last year, twenty twenty one, he has not stopped bleeding. Derek bleeds for an entire year. I believe the wounds actually healed. I mean, he was wearing a beanie for the past. He's been wearing a beanie for the past couple weeks, but you couldn't tell. But I believe that it's it's healing. But it's a it's a healing beanie. I think that that the last one was pretty rough. Uh, Yeah. That he was at post match. He, was he, wasn't, yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't the greatest. He wasn't feeling the greatest post match in Akron. Right. But I, I believe the wound is healed. <laughs> we'll see. And, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Probably not. Yeah, Anybody getting, else getting, have any other questions? Yeah, getting away from wrestling just a little bit here. I, I, I did notice looking through your Twitter that you're a Carolina Panther fan. One, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a Brown fan. I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I. I how, how did you become a Panther fan living in Ohio? I got that. So I was actually born in Wilmington, North Carolina. So um, I was always been just a fan of Carolina sports teams. So by, I was just always a Panthers fan, regardless if the team sucked or anything. So just Carolina, Carolina Panthers and Duke basketball is what my mom is all about. Right on. Now, now before we jump into our calls, let's do some other side stuff so as far as as you said you're a video game guy are you a movie and tv guy yes um i best favorite tv show is definitely the office and then movies and star wars huge star all right so you're so do you do toy hio and things like that when they do them i've never been able to make it out to one i so i have not yet but i really like to now you know that they're the same weekends as a lot of AIW shows. So you can do double shots. You can see Butters. He works over there. A bunch so, of our, yeah, our this, friends are over there. And the one coming up actually, uh, February 11th is the same day as the, the, the show at the um, uh, bowling alley, bowling alley uh, oh, in Youngstown. So, and it's literally just a couple of minutes away. And I'll be uh, going. I'll and, be uh, it's, it's, it's a fun time. There's a lot of like, if you like retro games and stuff like that, they have like people that sell out all the retro games, um there's all kinds of different stuff to get into and just look around and see and stuff plus there's like all the wrestlers there so like you know getting to hang out with like dan Housen and ethan page and i think colt cabana is going to be there and space monkey and lots of lots of great names it's a good time um i always recommend it uh i know aiw always has a booth there set up uh i know pedro is always there um it's good to see him and i love pedro i'd also Um, like to Shout out Papa Pedro. He's also been a huge influence for me. He's been he's also one of my go-to guys. I probably text him every day. He's Papa Pedro always looks out. He's, There's not one person who has a bad thing to say about Pedro. He's no. he's the man. I love him so much. Yeah. Like I love I, I make sure at any AIW show I get a chance to go speak with him for a few minutes because I've since I've been going to wrestling shows in Ohio, he's always been around. And so, like, he's known me for for a while and stuff like that. So, like, it's always nice to catch up with him and, you know, just chat and and, and talk about yeah. things. And uh, I really appreciate him. He's a really really great person. So. Yeah, yeah. Me and Pedro clicked early, dude. Um, I gave him the classic Joe Mama joke my first day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so let me ask you before we go to the, our our calls again. Also, um. Give us a rundown of what you're looking forward to as far as opponents within this within let's do the next six months. What do you want to accomplish? What goals do you have set for? We'll make it a small sample January to June. What are your next steps? What do you want to do? Uh, Continue to grow as a character inside the ring. Uh, I feel like that's something that a lot of people are witnessing as long as myself as 
beginning to get more comfortable on per se entrance inside the ring, just character work. And then um, to win more and continue to face top people in AIW. Excellent. So uh, what was the choice for the singlet? Uh, was that something like that? Were you just like, oh, I'll do a singlet? Did you like that's something that you talked with Dom and Derek about? Like, where did was that or did you want to do trunks? Like, where did that kind of fit for you? So I always envisioned myself in like the Kevin Nash look with the pleathers. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I knew it. Every big guy wants to wear pants. Nobody yeah. wants to wear trunks. And then um, Dom was Dom was like, no, you're a single guy. He's like, you you got that beefcake look, which I'll never I had to Google what beefcake meant. He <laughs> that. And then he's like, he's like, you got the legs for a singlet. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll wear a singlet. And it was very weird at first, but now now I'm a, now I'm cool with it. Yeah, I it's uh, a good look for you. I said you look like a gladiator because like you know, gladiators have like that that heavier top. And yeah. like, so like when I see the singlet, I'm like, all right, uh, but I like, I, I can see you transitioning this to like going down to like some like basic trunks, something like that. Eventually I feel like, I don't know, like I personally, uh, I'm a big guy, so I've struggled with body image. So like to me, like I always thought like if I wrestled, it would, I would be in a singlet too. Like I'd, I'd try to cover myself up. So I didn't know if that was like a thing, yeah. uh, if you felt that way, but like, just like when you drop the singlet down in a match, like you, you look jacked. So I don't think it even, I don't think that it, you would look bad in a pair of trunks. So appreciate it. I think I do want to go to a pair of trunks eventually. Um, I am body image has always been rough for me since high school because being a football player in high school, trying to get a scholarship, I found myself weighing up to 335 pounds. So ever since I left college football, I've been working to lose all that weight. Mm. So eventually, you were playing O line. What were you playing? D line, O line. Uh, left tackle, offense tackle. Hell yeah! All right, I could see that. There's some athleticism there, absolutely. So, with uh, you liking Star Wars, uh, so what's your favorite thing in the Star Wars universe? Like, have you enjoyed what Disney's done with things? Have you been watching all the series? Uh, so, I know Mandalorian for me is my favorite, but like, yeah. what's what's your what's your favorite so, stuff that they've done? Com- when talking about Disney, I know it's not very popular in the Star Wars world, but for me, I'm just happy that someone's doing something and that we're still getting new Star Wars. And um, actually, I really love The Mandalorian. I actually have some very cool merch coming out soon with uh, instead of uh, the Mandalorian saying of this is the way it'll say this is the hard way. And then I'll have. Nice. Yes. Nice. Let's go. I'm in. Yes. I'm in. There'll be like half Mandalorian helmet, half my face. So there'll be some cool merch coming out when the new season comes out. So I'm going to need that in a 4X. So just uh, write that down for me because uh, I'll Let's be first in line for it. Gosh, oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, other than the Mandalorian, I know like, uh, were, you, were you like, did you like you growing up? So you were probably with your age. Did you grow up watching like the, the, the first three or did you, prequels. or was it the, the prequels? The prequels are what got one through three is what got me hooked, especially okay. like Revenge of the Sith like everyone else but um attack of the clones is actually my favorite star wars uh just because i'm a huge wookiee guy and with uh, (laughs) planet kashyyyk and chewbacca being my favorite character so anything that involves the planet kashyyyk i just research and indulge into okay cool cool so i love that that's great so in the Boba Fett series, when they actually introduced um, that one bounty hunter, Wookiee, you had to, yes, I, yeah. I, like that was well, a big deal for a lot of people. 
Loved it. Uh, yeah. I, that I think that and having yeah. Cad Bane show up was like one of the coolest things ever. Cause like I've watched a bunch of like the Clone Wars cartoon mm-hmm. and I've always liked Cad Bane. I was like, he'd be so cool to see um, in like a yeah. live action. So when he like was walking through the desert, uh, oh. when they first showed him, I got chills. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is amazing. So it's funny that you mentioned Cad Bane. Um, one of my characters that I pitched to Dom that was in that first 10 was a bounty hunter uh, that was kind of going off of Cad Bane and Black Chrysanthemum because nice. the Boba Fett series just came out. So I was just trying to think of ideas and I thought it'd be sweet to almost be Cad Bane in wrestling. Hell yeah. Oh, that would be an interesting idea. You'd have to you'd have to go up against Brian Keith, but that is yeah. uh, that would have definitely have been a an interesting playoff there. Um, tell uh, tell me about also what else as far as your 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 uh, TV watching. Um, give me some more of what kind of what kind of genres. What do you like to do? What keeps you grounded after you get done with your shows and things like that? What do you do? What kind um, of what kind of TV do you watch? So TV is definitely office almost 24 7 it's probably going on somewhere in my house right now it's just wow i just love that dry humor like the joe mama jokes those are just my favorite so it's just a lot of sense like just dumb humor it's whatever i watch Did really. you get into what's Parks your favorite movie yeah give, uh-huh. give us yeah par- sorry butters i was gonna do ask favorite movie and then we could get into the uh parks and rec side what do you what do you you're a young guy what's your what's your favorite movie so my favorite got? movie of all time is actually barnyard it is a two it was <laughs> in 2006 hell yeah <laughs> it's, it's my it's my favorite movie of all time um there's actually a video game on the gamecube that i play once a year in december because i love the movie so much all right. I would never have seen that coming. Not from a mile away. Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a big um, DreamWorks Disney fan still. Like I nice. watch all the Shreks, you know, it's, those are the movies I grew up watching. So I'm always going to rewatch them. So you said you like the office. Uh, usually they go hand in hand, hand for me. Uh, I watch the office all the time. Uh, but then the parks and rec is what, uh, like grew on me. And as my, I actually beat out the office is like my favorite TV comedy to watch. Have you watched parks and rec? No, but I really need to. And that's what I'm, I'm really bad at starting new TV shows because I'll just go back. I'm very routine. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go back to the office, but I really need to watch parks and rec because everyone says it's a fantastic show. It's, it's one of those, like there's a lot of uh, really fun humor in it, similar to the office, but it's also like really uh, sweet and charming, I think is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Cause like, it's, it's my, it's like uh, any of the issues that happen on there aren't like terrible things. It's like a, just a good hearted show. Uh, I think I compare it also to, uh ted lasso where it's just like it's charming and it's like it's good-hearted so i don't yeah. feel like bad after watching an episode i don't feel like it's like a like, almost like a safe space for like just being able to like mentally and emotionally like just be calm so right yeah yeah it's one of those shows that's relaxing funny where you could just keep watching it I don't think I, I saw uh, uh, that movie selection coming. I'm a little bit stunned. Sam. Have, you seen, have, you, have you seen Barnyard? I have. Movie? That's fantastic. No, I'm not saying that it's is, bad. I just never would have expected from some from, I mean, from herself that that was where we were going. There's very many um, kids movies that will make you happy, laugh, and cry all in one movie. So, Sam, I have a seven-year-old. I know exactly what you mean. I know Jayhawk <laughs> can talk on it. I watch all that stuff. I have been 
in tears at the end. I watched Puss yeah. in Boots the other day. I was in tears at the I end. I need of to it. watch that. I really, I need to watch. I saw some previews on social media. I really need to go watch. Get yourself to the theater and see it. It was. Uh, I mean, and I am. I, I take my daughter to all that stuff. Uh, it was fantastic. I would absolutely recommend it. But um, I did not see Barnyard coming from you. Yeah, I am. Um, I am. It makes me like you even more. That's fantastic. Yeah. Ben's death is one of like the saddest moments of my life. Uh, growing up, <laughs> I, I was I was destroyed watching that movie. So I grew up. Uh, you said you know you grew up watching that and stuff. So I grew up in the era where like Disney had like stuff from the 70s and stuff so like robin hood from like the 70s with the fox yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, fox and the hound and like um the great mouse detective or like some of my absolute favorites and they're like they're so old now but like the only disney cartoon i own digitally is robin hood because it's like my favorite thing in the world i love oh, that again, I w- so much I, another big guy watching a movie like that i've never seen i never saw that coming from you i was Bucks. a big robin hood fan too growing up that was one of my favorite cartoon movies as well yeah no yeah. shit dude it's it's it's, it's got a, a stellar movie. soundtrack i literally have oh. Udalali in my playlist on spotify like do you know the name of the intro to that movie the name of the song yeah, I have oh. it on my Spotify, I believe. Oh, I need it. Oh, I love See? it. See? Making connections. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I called the name of that the other day. I'm in a Facebook group that does just ter- voting on tournament for random stuff. And one of them was Beth Disney Kong of all time. And that was one of them. And I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me. Yeah, I was actually, me and my buddies were talking about movies the other day. And I could not remember the name of that song. And they, you brought up Robin Hood around your buddies. You were like, Robin Hood, the Disney Robin yeah, with no, the fox was my no, jam. Yeah, nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. I mean, they didn't they didn't care for Robin Hood as a kid. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna age myself a little bit here, but the first movie I remember my parents taking me to see, we went to the drive in when I was like three or four years old, and they had Snow White and Tron back to back at the drive in. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I can remember seeing as a kid. See, you're dating yourself. You're dating yourself in front of our guests. <laughs> I, 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 like, I was dating myself. Only was born like 20 years ago, I think. My God, Sam, remember, remember, my first movie was The Exorcist in in the theaters in the 80s. So it's it's uh, it's a little bit different, I would say. Good movie, though. I'm I'm also a big, scary movie person. My girlfriend got me into that. We watch we love all the sci fi, like the total mess your mind type movies. We love those, too. So I would I would highly recommend. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. The menu is is absolutely awesome. It's on uh, HBO Max. I would recommend that to everybody that movie was dark and yeah movie was dark and bleak yeah but what are you doing over there i'm trying to find it i I have it on a hard song to find it's impossible to find i spent like an hour trying to find it the other day i have it on a list i have it on like two different lists i'm looking through the one list that should be easier to find it you're asking you're asking about the intro which is basically like the whistling right yes correct yes whistle whistle stop is the name of it Whistle stop. Whistle stop. There you go, Sam. So you learned something new here today. <laughs> what do you got, Butters? What do you got for our uh, what do you got for our, our guests as far as our phone calls going? What are we doing here? Uh also uh the other version like where he's talking about uh him and little John is called Udalali. <laughs> and it's spelled O O D E L A L L Y. It's by Roger Miller. <laughs> that's that's the other one that I have. Got it. Marcy, do you have anything? Do we have anything else before we go to voicemails? Uh, I think we're good. Okay. So I'm going to share. Sam, you get to be a part of our uh, our new voicemail feature that we've we've added the last couple of weeks. A lot, a lot of it is just people making me feel bad about myself. 
but they're going to be questions. I'm pretty sure for you. Sweet. And if, and if we have questions that are just general for the panel, feel free to answer them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. So first up is going to be Zach. He called in like really early last week. And I don't even think he knew we were having a guest this week before he came up with this idea. So here's Zach. He had to get in early. Yes. He's a good boy. Hey, the indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Got a question. I was just thinking about this. What non-wrestling wrestling game would you love to see? I have to tell you, the first thing that came to my mind was the Tetris, but the pieces are wrestlers in different wrestling moves. I do think this might look like a weird wrestling orgy, though, but, you know, whatever. All right. Y'all take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. So if you could put a wrestler into a non-wrestling video game, what uh, what game would it be? I want to see a Final Fantasy type of game with with wrestler the main character. I thought they were doing that. I thought there was a game that was coming out. Marcy, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a wrestling game that we all talked about um, maybe like six months ago that was coming out? It's almost like a Final Fantasy style, uh, um, an MM uh, uh, RPG. MM, yeah, wasn't remember? I, Am I, I crazy? It's, it's it's early in development. It'll be a while. Ah, shit. So the easy answer here is a beat 'em up. Um, uh, back in the day, I think it was like 2001, 2002, uh, way forward, did a WWF game called WWF Betrayal. It was not a wrestling game. It was a beat-em-up. I would love to see them do another one, especially with what they've done with like the River City, Gir- River City Girls games. It'd be fucking fantastic. Okay. Sam, do you have an answer? Put a put all wrestlers in Mario Kart, and let's see yes. all the creative carts they could make up with like the Brothers of Destruction or Team 3D. Okay. That, that's funny you say that, because if you go to like a, a, a toy store or stuff, I am almost positive WWF back in like the 80s and 90s put out uh, like uh, uh, Hot Wheels cars and all sorts of stuff like that with wrestlers in them. And that would actually make a ton of sense if you put them in almost like a Mario Kart type game. Yeah, that that would I would love that game. I play it all the time. So I would build on that to do less cartoony, and I would do like a twisted metal version of that. I think that'd yes. be really. You, you know that game exists, right? I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna say, I feel like there was like a it WWE. Sucks. It sucks, but it yeah. exists. Yeah, okay, like Crash Mode or something like that. Yeah. Crush Hour. Yeah, Crush, Crush hour. hour. Yeah, but I, I would like to see them like redo that, but like. Maybe AEW redoes it and does their own version of it. I think that could be really fun. Like, I don't know. But that'd be what I want. That's, that's you know. It's all about you, Butters. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, up next is the other JB. Hey, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. So I'm taking a break from my uh, woodworking project because I heard that uh, Hardway uh, Sam Holloway is going uh, to be in studio. Well, politically speaking, in studio. So um, I will was wondering. I think that um, Sam is secretly a uh, karaoke person, so I Absolutely. would um, ask Sam what his um, go-to karaoke song might be. And if for some reason he isn't a karaoke person, what would it be? Alrighty, see y'all when I see y'all. So so Sam, do you have a, a do you have a go-to karaoke? I'm a huge karaoke person. Uh, really, I, love, I think karaoke's hilarious, especially when you get you and all your buddies to do it. Um, I'd say my go-to song is definitely Red Solo Cup because that just everyone <laughs> far knows that song, and the, the words are easy, so you could just look like a fool, and the whole rest of the bar is singing it with you, so it's just really easy. It gets Sam, funny. you're 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 a rookie. I'm gonna tell you this. Be very careful how much information you give 
<laughs> Thorne and Derek and Dom and all the people, whoever they listen, do not get stuck because if they make you do karaoke, you better get ready. You better get that red solo cup going. Well, if I get do the- karaoke, you got to come up in the ring and do it with me. <laughs> I, listen, I do it. I, I am. I have zero shame. I will do whatever anybody asks of me. Um, but I am saying to you as a rookie, be careful. You want to yeah. make sure you keep a few <laughs> things close to the vest. Right. Gosh, do you have a go to karaoke song? Yes, I do. My brother and I always sing the weight by the band. Marcy. Oh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've been to karaoke. I personally Marcy, don't. I picture- That's why I figured I would ask everybody else because <laughs> I, I, I don't Marcy singing a lot. Marcy, you don't do karaoke. No, I don't. <laughs> Oh my God! I I got you pegged all wrong, Jared. <laughs> I, I I teach. I own karaoke. I absolutely love karaoke, and I need to find a place to do karaoke around here. But all my go-to places shut down years ago. Uh, but when I was, I don't know if I never have a go-to now. But when I was in college, I used to get requests to do Adam Sandler's "Ode to My Car," but people thought I sounded like Adam Sandler doing it. <laughs> but I, that but, is, I did not expect that either. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do I do a lot of I do end up doing a lot of uh, country stuff at karaoke too. So I've never done Red Colo Cup, but I've done Frank and Low Play and things like that. So. I guess that would probably be mine. I could I could sing some Garth Brooks, I think that, or maybe uh, some Dwight Yoakam. I don't know. Music is probably... very easy to do karaoke, so that's always my go-to. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Up next, a returning caller, Sam from Burlington. I think it's, I'm going to correct you and say, I think it's Stu from Burlington. I think we got it wrong last time, but we'll see. Well, I know who it is, so it doesn't make sense that it's Stu, <laughs> but all right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead. Hi, it's me, Dan from Burlington. Hey, I heard you played my call on the last show. That was nice, but Charlie, don't make a habit of it. You four are the only ones who are willing to talk for free every week. <laughs> Maybe we can get you guys a show sponsor. Maybe FTX. <laughs> hey, since the last show, I am now following all of you on your social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebooks. Did that sound awkward? Maybe weird? Wow, it can't be as awkward as two adult males meeting up on a Monday afternoon to go buy toys, can it, Jacob? <laughs> I saw you, Jacob. Yeah. I saw your Twitter picture with Adam Van. It looked like a before and after for the hair club for men. Before <laughs> going through cancer. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, I saw Pope Benedict died. At first, I was worried it was the guy from Impact Wrestling. But I'm really sorry, Marcy. I know you're the only God-fearing one on the show. <laughs> That's why I like you the most. But the Pope died. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, no. Right. <laughs> It always seemed God takes the good ones, while Jay Gold is still yapping about his house repairs every week. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Hey, the other day I downloaded a Tor browser. No, no, put your penis away, Jay Gold. It wasn't for pornography. <laughs> no, I wanted to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Did you guys watch it? Live from Japan. But I'm sure tired today. It was early in the morning. Do you think Dom Guarini was watching? I like Dom. They were all wearing masks in the crowd. It's like Mike from Virtual Pros booked the venue. Except those people had to actually leave their basements. <laughs> well, gotta go. Bye.
Well, to answer the one somewhat serious question out of that, I actually did watch Wrestle Kingdom live, and it was a good show. Oh, Sam, did you watch Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> I did not get to watch it live, but I definitely watched. Uh, I watched it back and watched a lot of highlights. Um, okay. My favorite match of that show was definitely Omega and Osprey. I'm beginning to think. I'm beginning to think these voicemails are a bad idea. <laughs> or the I, best I think, idea. I think they're hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So in light of that, we actually have another call uh, from, I think it's Josh's niece. Hi, oh, Lord, Josh. another... it's me, Mara. Sure to miss seeing you. Little light on material this week. No? Okay, gotta go. Bye. What the fuck? <laughs> Light on material. We got Sam Hardway Holloway in here. What the hell? Maybe she See, she was the, a little light on material. Yeah. She might have been too. You never know. Yep. If she's listening to her dad, she uh they might have used it all up with the uh hair club jokes and the pornography stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So uh next up is Derek Dillinger calling in. Uh so this should be good. Hey, this is Derek Dillinger, the oh, eighth degenerate. I'm calling in with a question for Sam Hardway Holloway. Sam, I don't know if you've gotten into your training and whatnot, but I do think the guys on this panel would love to hear the story about why you are banned from doing vertical suplexes at training. Uh, vertical <laughs> suplexes, especially with observational banter. All right. Um, thank you. Love the show. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, no, nah. I, I, I do have to hear the story because I don't think I've ever heard of anybody getting banned from doing a vertical suplex before. And I've heard some weird freaking training stories. Yeah. Thanks, friend of the show, Derek Dillinger. Let's get into it with your student. <laughs> Derek, why did you have to tell them his name? <laughs> this is oh, we love Caleb. Let's go. What, what this is more traumatizing for than me. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it so that it's just just observational banter. Thank you. Um, but anyway, yeah, we were just learning suplexes. I believe it. I want to say it was probably about a, a little over a year ago now, but um, they always told us to grab the waistband of the shorts. And um, I was given observational banter is about I'm 145 soaking wet. So I was like, oh, I got to give him a vertical suplex. And um, I'm holding up for 10 seconds. And then uh, something falls out of the shorts in front of the whole class. And, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah everybody saw it except dom and then dom asked what happened and then observational scream my dick and balls just fell out <laughs> <laughs> and i ever since i ever, ever since then i've told caleb he's not allowed to quit because if he quits i'm the reason why so he's still <laughs> sticking around so i i i thank him for that but i felt extremely Extremely terrible that day, and I've not given a vertical suplex to anyone in practice since. So the, the story McFoley book about Al Snow and the penis suplex—that's <laughs> what he did. Make that shit up. It actually happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sam. My goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Fantastic. <laughs> that's I amazing. Can't wait to call him. All right, and uh, last and absolutely least is Adam Van. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Adam Van, star of At Odds with Wrestling. Uh, this is really star? just a call for Jayhawk, you know, so the rest of you guys, you don't have to worry about this. Oh, um, I just, Jayhawk, I just want to say, you know, we kind of go back and forth at each other, you know, over the course of the NFL season, but I just want to say no hard feelings, 
congratulations to the Browns. They fought oh, hard, even though they have had a worse record than the Steelers for 33 years in a row. Holy shit, 33 years? How? How do you get that bad? Like, I haven't had a losing season in 20 years. And, like, you can't finish higher than the Steelers once? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, <so> bad. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> Thanks. I just need to get that out of my system. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I, if I can just get 2020 playoff, motherfucker. That's right. That's right. And I, so regardless of what the regular speaking record was that year, we beat you in the playoff that year. Go. I can't. I, 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 hate, I hate that team. So, I hate that team so fucking much. Jared, back to back weeks, too. It wasn't even like it was once and then down the road again. We beat them back to back weeks. Yeah. Embarrassed him twice in two weeks. It was amazing. Don't listen to him. Uh, realistically, though, even if even if I count that that playoff, it's still thirty-two to one. So I, well, in fairness, we didn't have a team for three of those years. So, <laughs> listen, yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, yeah, it, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to have a better record than Hero and Hero. Listen, you can't you can't fight back on this one. This this is a tough one when you're when you're behind, especially when the Steelers finished the way they did. As a Jets fan, I feel personally attacked as well because. 12 years, the only team that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 straight years. But it is what it is. Oh, uh, that's it for voicemails. Sam, I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing this and being our, our first victim of the Fresh Meat series. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. It was awesome. Please tell your fellow uh, your fellow wrestlers that uh, it's a good time, and uh, that way it'll just be easier to get them all on here. Hopefully, in consecutive weeks, we're going to get everybody else on. So. Yeah, for Thanks, sure. Sam. You're yeah. the man, dude. Good luck to you. We, we, we're going to be following you very carefully. And, uh, and I, I honestly, you're now you're a friend of the show and we'll be, uh, we'll be hyping you up as far as much as we can. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And man. don't be afraid to call in with other stories uh, for our other guests. I might, I might have to now that Derek opened up the book. So now you guys might get to know some more funny stuff. In case there's anything else falling out of trunks or or other kind of things going on, you can feel free to just leave it on the voicemail. We'll listen to it. Right. Absolutely. Before we do let you go, though, do you have anything you want to plug? Um. Yeah, we can plug my Twitter. Um. At Sam H Holloway is my Twitter, and then my Instagram is Sam Do you have a merch store? I do not yet. No, it's all live. Good luck. Hey, if you, if, <laughs> dude, you're going to, you got it. Do you have some ideas? You're going to do great. We'll yeah. be, we'll be right on top of it when you're ready to uh, share that with everybody. Appreciate and I'm it. sure uh, with us here, you know, we like to, uh, we like to, to poke around in the merch game and uh, we did a shirt with Isaiah Broner. We've done a shirt with Derek. Uh, we definitely have eyes on you to do a shirt with you. So awesome. we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll connect on that hopefully down the road and uh, come up with something cool. Absolutely. I look forward to some big guy, big dives, Sam. Some really right. big ones. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll make us proud. You'll take that that Mike Awesome Tanaka dive right onto the floor again. It'll be great. What, oh, that reminds me. Uh, you when you hit the ropes at the Akron show, what broke? Um, I don't know, but I I remember hearing it, and then I immediately after the match, I told Thor, um, "Hey, I think I broke the ring." And then, yeah, that's where he he I he tweeted after this. He broke the, or before this, he broke the ring. So I have no idea what broke, but 
Something I saw, broke. I saw Pedro and them come and check uh, and stuff like that after I heard it because I was like, oh, no. And then yeah. he did the dive over. I'm like, okay, at least that went well. And I, but yeah, like, uh, you, you hit them ropes, like, uh, yeah. like a monster, like the whole, it shifted the whole ring too, at the same time. So, yeah, I was a little nervous on that dive jumping over swoggle, but it all, it worked out well. I could have just stepped on him and dove over it. Right. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, well, uh, I think that does it. Uh, thank you so much, man. appreciate this hey, so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Thank, thank you, Sam. Thank you. Okay, and that, with that, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping things up here as well. So let's go ahead and get into the plugs. Mark, what do you got? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFanboy. Listen to my other podcast, X Over. We're doing a live recording Thursday, so if you're listening to us when this drops out, check it out. There might be a special guest for a review of Turbo, the Power Rangers movie. Nice. Ooh, um, it's Power Rangers special guest. Could it be somebody from a show that does not exist anymore? Maybe. Maybe he's from the factory now. Oh. <laughs> factory. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. And I've got RefJayhawk held on Hive, although I'm like never on it. But you want to follow me in case Twitter finally die a painless death? Feel free to go ahead and do that. All right. Uh, I guess uh, you can follow me at Charlie underscore butters if you don't already. Um, and then uh, obviously, you know, again, go follow Sam Holloway on Twitter at Sam H Holloway. Uh, he is awesome. Uh, he's just a young stud. If you haven't watched his matches yet, check out AIW, check out their most recent show um, and check out that scramble he was in. He, he just does awesome things in the ring. And uh, I think you'll be an instant fan. All right, you can uh, you can find me at uh, Jiggle Twelve on Twitter. Um, if I could, I just want to thank all of our uh, uh, voicemail callers. Thanks, guys, everybody who called in. It helps the show greatly, and uh, uh, we love we love just laughing along and and hearing how creative everybody is. Sam Holloway, thank you so much for joining us. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle IWGuide One. If you listen to if you go to IWGuide you'll find something completely different. So don't do that. Put the one at the end. Don't forget about our merch store over at Brain Buster Tees. Put our faces on your body. Um, listen to our podcast, friends. These super fantastic podcasts, if you catch my grip, the A Show at Odds of Wrestling, X over with Marcy. The card is going to change and wrestling cheers. Our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, um, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, which is coming up in about five weeks. Uh, Big Starks brand, set tab photo, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Uh, that is all for me for this week. Thank you all for such a great interview day, and uh, I look forward to next time with our Fresh Meat series. And in the words of the late, great Bobby <clears throat> the Brain Heenan, they invented a move named after Hulk Hogan called the Clean and Jerk. I do that all the time. <laughs> all right, later, later, everybody. Support your local independent wrestling. Deuces. It's that kind of party. Peace. Later. <laughs>